The Leach Report Radio Network is on the air with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. This is where the Big Blue Nation comes for the latest news and views on the Cats. Interact with the show now by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. Call us at 877-904-1080. Now, the voice of your Wildcats, Tom Leach. Leach Report for Thursday. Happy to have you guys on board on this sunny day. Going to be another sultry day in the bluegrass as we talk UK sports for the next hour. We'll do that with Mike Pratt. Uh, normally, Justin Roller would join us on Tuesdays, but uh, he's taking care of a little family issue, so he'll be back with us next week. Jeff Bacoro tagged in to uh, join the program today. And then Coach Craig Skinner of the national champion Kentucky volleyball team, and they will open defense of their title in a event up in Dayton this weekend. So we will talk with him about that and about the team. Wildcat news of the day coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop studio. And we'll start with uh, news from UK yesterday about uh, what the procedures will be at Kroger Field for home football games. No proof of vaccination will be needed, but unvaccinated fans are urged or told that they should be wearing a mask at all times. Uh, all fans are to wear masks in on indoor spaces. So, you know, that would be, you know, in uh, anything that's enclosed. I think, if I read it correctly, the uh, in the concourse area, because it's open air, uh, it's uh, like the uh, deal is for the folks out in the bowl, out in the, out in the uh, seats where it's in open air. If you're vaccinated, you uh, don't need the mask. Yes for tailgating. Uh, yes for the catwalk, but no contact. Where normally in the past, when they had the catwalk, fans could reach out and you know high five players, shake hands, etc. There, uh, so I assume they're they're probably going to keep you maybe a little farther away to or uh, because uh, they don't want that contact between. Fans and players at this point, and coaches. So that's, uh, but I think everybody's happy that uh, it'll be a chance to get back to closer to normal with the tailgating and the normal college football experience. The case against six former or six current Kentucky football players was waived to a grand jury yesterday in uh, place of a preliminary hearing. Now, as I understand it from reading coverage, the prosecutor has up to 60 days to uh, present his or her case to a grand jury. And then the grand jury would decide whether or not there is enough there uh, for an indictment. So uh, that's we'll go back into the waiting mode as far as the legal system goes and uh, because grand jury proceedings are a secret. So we'll find out when we find out. UK is going to host Southern University and coach Sean Woods of the Unforgettables on December 7th at Rupp. It's part of the Unity Series with the Southwestern Athletic Conference to create matchups between Power 5 teams and HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. Uh, and it'll be great to see Sean back. It'll be the third time with the third different school that he's coached against his alma mater. And uh, I think the last time I saw Sean was down at LSU. I think the last time we were there, he came to the game. Uh, So uh, Sean Woods coming back with his Southern University team. Kentucky and Southern have actually played once, but it has been 
removed from the record books because it occurred in the 88 NCAA tournament and Kentucky's uh, wins and records from that period when they went on probation uh, were taken from the record books. But nevertheless, the game did happen. It was up in Cincinnati. I was there. I saw it. Uh, Avery Johnson, the former Alabama coach, was the starting point guard for Southern. Uh, see if we can't get uh, Avery maybe on the show in advance of that game. So that'll be on December 7th. I would think somewhere here the next week or so we'd get a look at what the Kentucky basketball schedule looks like. Uh, I would imagine the non-conference portion of it is already done, but they're waiting on the uh, the league uh, mat, you know, times and uh, dates and all of that. So hopefully we'll get that soon. It's Kentucky Day on SaturdayDownSouth.com uh, and several articles. They've been doing various teams by day and um, for Kentucky. One of the stories is projecting every game, and they have the writer, Connor O'Gara, who's been on the show before. We'll get him back on here before the season starts. Uh, he has the Cats going 8-4 and four and finishing third in the SEC East. Then there's a, another writer, uh, Joe Cox that did a story on his five biggest concerns. See how these match up with yours. How good will will Levis be? Uh, who emerges at wide receiver? Can they improve the pass rush? Uh, what about defensive tackle slash nose guard, where they lost guys like Quentin Bohanna, Phil Hoskins to the NFL, and punter from one Aussie to another? Uh, will Wilson Berry follow in the footsteps of Max Duffy? So those are. Uh, the writers' five biggest concerns. You can see how they match up with what yours are heading into this season. The Athletic, has, uh, Bruce Feldman, out with a story on 43 coaches to watch this season, 30 of whom are assistant coaches, and number 19 on the list is Liam Cohen. I think there's going to be a lot of folks looking to see how this NFL transplant uh, energizes the Kentucky offense. And... As uh, I have said, if they can hit on the quarterback if and in the offense and it all clicks like uh, everybody hopes that it will, then that's where Kentucky goes from uh, good to great, to use that uh, book title of several years back. Links to the stories that we talk about are found on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. Mike Pratt will join us when we come right back on this Thursday edition of the Leach Report. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report, followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. We go to the drinksword.com hotline. Bring on Mike Pratt, my broadcast partner on the UK Basketball Network. And uh, Mike, I see where Imani Bates is now going to Memphis along with Jalen Duren, and so Penny Hardaway is loading up on freshman talent. Uh, now the interesting thing is going to be, can they win any meaningful games? Yeah, that's always uh, – we've seen this story before um, with talent. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just falls a little bit short. You never know. Uh, right now these guys – they're going to be the uh, what I like to say. They are the hunted Memphis uh, team. It's been the hunter 
And there's a different uh, take on both of that. I mean, we don't know really how good these guys are. They're young. But, boy, everybody's going to be shooting them. Everybody's going to be hunting them. It's going to be interesting to see with respect to name, image, and likeness and, you know, that uh, how significant uh, it's going to relate, how much it's going to relate to how your team does. Uh, I know uh, that's the thing that Cal has talked about, that, you know, it's uh, that, that rising tide can lift all boats. And that's uh, that's how I think it, you know, will work in, in most cases. I don't know. You know, I wonder at Memphis, are, you know, are, as far from a name, image, and likeness standpoint, if – you know Bates and and Duran, unless they're you know getting, going to work for for FedEx and uh, they're not concerned concerned about return on investment, then they should be watching to see how the season goes, and you'll want to see the those guys be playing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, you know, some uh, a deal was cut uh, uh, for them somehow, some way to get them there. Both they didn't come just for room, books, board, and tuition. Um, but it was legal, but there was things set up. You know, Tom, we hear all the time from coaches, well, I'm not concerned about my locker room. I can handle that. I can deal with it. That's bull snooking. okay? <laughs> that is going to be the biggest issue, I think, uh, outside of having enough talent, of course, uh, or getting the talent to play together and then play together is tied to, uh, is everybody happy in the locker room? Is there any animosity? Okay. Uh, you know, people say, well, the pros, they all play together. Yeah, but everybody makes money in the pros, okay? <laughs> Some make more than others, but the money the bottom guy makes is pretty sweet. Yeah, you go to college and, and you throw the, the last guys or, or the uh, guys just outside of your rotation, however you want to call it, you throw them a bone and the bone's half eaten. And the big boys, uh, the re- recruits, they get, they get two bones, okay, maybe a side dish. <laughs> So how does that work? You know, it's going to be a people issue. It really is going to be a people issue, I think, when you get down to teams that have a, a lot of talent or perceived talent and high rankings coming out of high school. From that standpoint, with this being the first year that this is in place, is it uh, is Cal in a good, fortunate situation in that he has his most experienced team is his oldest team so that you know that maybe there's a better chance of handling that with older guys or not uh you know that's to be determined i think that's really to be determined i don't know i think you you might be correct but i think it'll be up to the individual team and the quality uh, the character of uh, the players i mean you've got to decide whether you're playing for a common goal which should be to win the ncaa tournament or you're just playing to refine your skills and be a high draft choice. Okay, what comes first, the uh, I or the we? And uh, some teams that's hard to get across to. Uh, we're talking with Mike Pratt. It's at Mike Pratt twenty two on Twitter to follow um, the um, summer league. I guess summer league is it wrapped up at this point? Or are they still going? No, it's a done deal. Yeah. Uh, what were your takeaways as far as the Kentucky guys who who impressed you, uh, given the you know the setting? Uh, I, you know, Isaiah, I thought uh, showed some uh, strengths where and some weaknesses, but he showed you some athleticism and things he can do. Tom, um, I think he had a, a pretty good summer league. I mean, it's the summer league; it's not the NBA. Okay, and I think Boston pretty much put himself in a situation that we thought he was in. He needs to get stronger 
and uh, he'll spend a lot of time in the G League, and maybe he'll come out. We hope he comes out, right? But I don't think um, I don't think they did anything any different than I anticipated. No. And but now let's get to let's get to quickly in some of these guys, man. I'm telling you, what, that young pup, he has got a heck of a career ahead of him. He really does. And uh, whether he wants to stay in New York or whether wherever he wants to go, I think he's for everybody. And Maxi, Maxi too, they go to or just really had good summer leagues and uh, just added to the um, to the resume from the regular season. I have to give you credit on them quickly. You were very bullish on him as an NBA player. Uh, I think certainly a good bit of that was because of how uh, well he could shoot it, especially in that second year, but also just uh, the way he handles himself, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's an unflappable kid, I think. And, you know, he had a tough freshman year. Cal was on him. Cal was demanding and and then, which he should, and quickly just he wrote it out, and then went home and worked his month off, and came back. There's a little bit about uh, the quality uh, of the person, the drive of the person, the mental attitude. And, you know, you and I talked about uh, Maxie a lot, and the only question I had about him was uh, he's going to be a two guard for the most part, and could he do anything with his shooting? And he showed that he can improve that. But boy, he's aggressive. He takes it to the rim. And that's uh, you know that's a quality that a lot of guys don't have at his size. I was saying at the in the opening segment uh, the Saturday Down South dot com website uh, has been focusing on a different team every day in the league, and today it's uh, several stories on Kentucky. One of the stories is a writer talking about his five biggest concerns for the Wildcats. What uh, is at the top of your list as you await the start of the season? Well, we're all excited about Cohen, the new offense. Uh, Coordinator. And we're all excited about Rodriguez. We really like Rodriguez. He's being set all the way. Smoke is a little different look. My biggest concern is is, uh, is twofold. Uh, and I don't know about the defensive backfield. Uh, I really don't have a good feel for that. Okay, what? Uh, let me, Shannon, jump in there and see if uh, Mike can. Uh, get just a little bit further down the road or move to a different spot if he's not driving, and uh, we'll, we'll finish up here. Um, we're losing the uh, connection there with Mike Pratt. Jeff Pecoro's coming up here in just a bit, and then uh, Coach Greg Skinner will join us a little later to talk about the start of the new season for the national champion Kentucky volleyball team. All right, we'll go back and see if we can uh, reconnect with Mike. You were talking about uh, uh, I think defensive backfield was maybe a, a concern in some way. Yeah, the defensive backfield. Yes, yes, I, I was, I am concerned because uh, there's a lot of uh, new guys and at the corners. Uh, yeah, the, the thing about Cohen, the thing about the new offensive coordinator, does he have enough firepower at the at the uh, receiving court? Does he have enough firepower, Tom, to to make his uh, his offense work? He may not this year, but he may, and I think that's uh, to me that's of a concern offensively. Mike Pratt joins us on Thursdays, and next Thursday it'll be just a couple of days away from the first game. We'll talk a little more football with Mike then. But for now, have a good day, sir. You too, buddy. Jeff Pecoro joins us next. We'll get his take on the football cats about 10 days before the start of the new season. Mark Stoops and company. It is the Leach Report. Guests coming to you on the drinksword.com
This is the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. You can interact with the show via Twitter at Leach Report. Now, here's Tom. Early. It's 27 past the top of the hour. Back at the drinksword.com hotline. Bring on Jeff Pecoro, who will be in the booth with us for the start of the new football season, one week from Saturday. Uh, and Jeff, you've uh, had a chance to see him a couple of times in uh, scrimmage situations without giving away any uh, any great details. Just uh, an overview of uh, how, how you feel going into the season. Well, bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> Those are all words I think that are associated with UK football right now. It's a I mean, this is a very talented team, Tom. I'm, I'm very excited. I like the new offense. I think Liam has been able to, uh, get the guys that, you know, they've assimilated to it. I think they're, they're adjusting very well to it. Uh, the new quarterback, I think that was important to get that early at camp, which he did. Um, I'm just very excited. The, uh, to me, the biggest difference to me is team speed and really the size. They're just monsters all across the board. I'm, I'm just amazed at the size of these guys these days. Yeah, we, you know, I've talked about this, uh, on the show, and I think we've all talked about it in the, in the booth. The first year Coach Stoops was here, uh, you went down on the field in a game in Nashville, I think, that opened the season against Western and, uh, talked to some NFL scout friends that were there observing the talent, and they told you, uh, how bleak the, the picture looked for Kentucky. And I know I had a buddy of mine that's, uh, an official that, um, works games in uh, the A-Sun and, and some other leagues, and he is usually part of the crew that they bring in to work scrimmages here. And that first year, I looked him up after the scrimmage, and I said, well, what would you think? And he said, kind of shook his head and smiled, said, it's going to be a long year. And it was. <laughs> but uh, it's much different now. You know, Tom, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult when you're going, you're playing a team that's not in the SEC, uh, that's not in a Power 5 conference, and when a scout goes... Yeah, we're here looking at them, not you. That's, that's a big difference. But, you know, that's not the case anymore, thankfully. This is a, they've done a fantastic job of recruiting. They really have across the board. All the coaches have been fantastic. And I, you know, that's, that's the bread and butter. You're going to win with what you got. And now they've got a lot better talent than they had when, when, when Stoops first got here. It was great for him to move into Ohio and, and do what he's done. It's opened up a lot of doors. And then in state, he's really dominated in state. With all the recruits they've got, talk with Jeff Pecoro. It's at Jeff Pecoro on Twitter. We're halfway home, and coming up on the hard break at the bottom of the hour, we'll come back and continue the discussion about Kentucky football. In just a moment. It is the Leach Report from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studios. Second half of our show as we go back to the DrinkStore.com hotline to chat with. Jeff Pecoro from the UK Sports Network and uh, also now working in real estate here in Lexington, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a blast. Uh, the guys over at the brokerage, what a wonderful group to work with. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, Tom. You know, as you grow up and you get a little bit older, it's, I back down a little bit after 24 years of doing baseball. And, you know, this is fun. It's, it's a new experience. Well, you should. You and Doug should both still be doing baseball with the Reds, but <laughs> the, those of us here didn't get to, to make that call. But um, the Reds have uh, come back to life here in the second half of the season. Got a rough rough start uh, after, right after the All Star break, but uh, they are in the controlling their own destiny at the moment. Big thing with them, Tom, is just health. You know, they've got Castellanos back, they got Musakis back. Their pitching is sound. 
uh, other than the the bullpen, which is still a work in progress. But Ooh. they're a really good team. I you know I think that they're going to make that second wild card, and it's going to be very interesting once you get the playoffs. If you could pitch, you know you can you you can win, and they they've got some really good pitching, especially the starters. Uh, let's get back to uh, Kentucky football. And uh, what do you like about uh, what you've seen of Will Levis to this point? Uh, his leadership. You know, I thought it might take him some time to, uh, you know, to get intertwined with, with all the guys. But when you talk to the other players, uh, you know, the receivers, the linemen, they are all behind him. They say, you know, this guy is a, uh, he's a leader. You know, he's been there, and I think that's the biggest thing, too, is he, you know, that, that start he made a year ago against Ohio State, he played very well in that game. It uh, doesn't get much bigger than that unless you're playing Alabama. So, um, you know, he's he's been there, done that, so to speak, and I think that uh, he, he's a very, uh, he's a smart football player, he's a smart guy in, in general. I graduated from Penn State in three years, so, I mean, he's he's very mature, I guess is, is what you can say. He's a big dude. He can throw the ball on the dime, and, and uh, he can throw every pass that, that they got in the book, and that's going to be important. Yeah, he threw one uh, last week where he was getting a, a rush in his face, so he's retreating and uh, threw it uh, a little short out, out route right on the spot. And, I mean, it's not easy. It takes arm strength to make that throw when yep. your you know, uh, motion is going backwards and you're trying to throw it across your body forwards. Right, Tom. If I could just one one more note on him, and you and I even discussed this that you know we talked about this at the scrimmage the other day. Is the one thing that I see, and Bo does this very well too. Both of these quarterbacks, when they throw the ball, the receivers aren't reaching back. They don't have to slow down. They're not stopping. They're not jumping in the air. He's hitting them in stride, and so does Bo. And that it, it's position where you position the ball on the throw is so important. There was a throw that they made a little swing pass to a back that he put in front of him. Had that been behind him or, or you know, he had to slow it, he'd have gotten tackled, but it was in front of him. He caught it in stride and ran in for a touchdown. It's those little, just just those little nuances that he has. And, again, Bo does, too. They really throw the ball on the money, and that's hugely important in a passing game. When you look at the fact that they have a new quarterback and a new coordinator coming in and they have a, a new center, it's a key piece, obviously, the mm-hmm. offensive line. Uh, they have, you know, a new punter. Um, some new folks in the uh, front seven in particular and, and at cornerback on on the defensive side and so you can look at these things one you know you know as optimistically or pessimistically as sure. you choose it so you can say well there's you know a lot of um, questions at all of these places that you know that not much proven uh, from mm-hmm. those spots but you also look at it and you think, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a racehorse that's unproven yet, but he or she has shown you a ton of talent uh, leading up to the, that first race. And so you, you, you're very optimistic about what you have. And I, I think that's where Kentucky is. I'm eager, and you are too, to, to see these guys against outside competition to see if what we, uh, we think we see is actually uh, legit. Yeah, you know, to put it in horse race parlance, we're not getting a claimer from River Downs. You know, you're getting a horse out of the Keeneland uh, Select Sale is what these guys are. I mean, these are athletes. They're three-, four-, and five-star players that are now filling in the holes. Uh, These are guys that have come from huge high schools, uh, you know, and they have great success in the past. So you're not filling in with guys who you don't know. These are all known commodities coming in here. And now it's time for those guys, Rogers, 
to step up in that defensive front, the Oxendine to step up in the defensive front. You know, you got Josh. Uh, I think to me this year, it's it's going to come right back to what Mark Stoops told Mitch Barnhart in his interview. We're going to win at the line of scrimmage. If you don't, you're not going to win in the SEC. I really like the offensive line. Fortner moving to center, I think, really solidified things there. Quincy's very good as the backup. Uh, you're, you've got depth. You're monsters across the offensive front. And the defensive front has shown depth, and they've got some guys that have done it in the past. Josh is going to be the leader of that group. Um, but, but, again, I think you have to win at the point of attack, and they have got the horses to do it this year. That, that to me, is the most impressive part of this team. They uh, lost uh, a key piece of the tight end spot in Upshaw, who I think uh, when he gets back will be a really good fit in this offense. Yep. But they do have, you know, the the young guys have uh, shown enough to this point that I, I think they have. Uh, they had a highlight last week that they put out where Dingle caught a touchdown pass with a, a really nice uh, catch and run after the catch. So they've got, I think, four guys that they think they can utilize there. Yeah, and Cummings, too. Remember, moving him from the outside to the inside gives them a different dimension there. And one thing that Vince Morrow told us is that Brendan Bates, the kid from Moeller High School, has been here for two years. This will be his junior year, is like the fifth fastest player on the team at his size. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, Brendan Bates can actually fly. So you got him in the slot, and you get Cummings on the slot. Or, you know, you got Riggs or, I mean, they have some really big dudes in there in the, in the tight end room that I think can really make a difference this year. And yeah, was it big to lose a guy like Upshaw? Sure it is. But again, this is where that depth comes in and you're able to move a kid from the outside to the inside who has really just flourished in that spot in Isaiah Covington. I think this is going to be, you know, I hate to say a breakout year, but where he finally shows his potential. And I, I don't, I, I, I would really be disappointed if he didn't make maybe 15 to 25 catches this year. And with Wandell Robinson, uh, yeah. now you have those – At least you, you, we, we talk about who's the third guy going to be in, in the rotation, mm-hmm. the fourth guy. But with Robinson and Ali, one of those two guys is going to get the second-best defender now. <laughs> where exactly. Josh, Josh faced the best guy every time yeah. uh, last year. So, uh, you know, things, things like that. Uh, and then, you know, the – it uh, it gives them on paper again we emphasize, but more sure. opportunities to create some mismatches than they had yeah, in the past. I, no, I agree. You're exactly right, Tom. And I really think that you're going to see people. Uh, you know, again, we didn't get to see Nebraska play a whole lot, but this kid can do everything. And I'm I'm talking obviously about Wandell. I think you're going to see defenses slide his way where you'll have a corner and a safety shading over. So on the back side, and that's going to be where Ali is, a lot of times that's going to be one-on-one coverage. Um, and, and I think that, you know, and, and again, it's not going to be, as you said, their number one corner. That number one corner is going to be on Wandell. And so you're going to get to see some mismatches on the back side, and I think that's where the big plays are going to come in because Levis is really smart at quarterback, and Bo is too. Both of those guys are going to understand that, if he's covered or if he takes the top off, meaning he goes down the field, you can come underneath with Ali, and now that's going to be a linebacker or a trailing corner, and I think that's advantage Ali all day. Jeff Picoro on Twitter. It's at Jeff Picoro, and you'll hear him in the booth with us a week from Saturday. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Have a great one. 17 away from the top of the hour here on the Leach Report. Coming up next, Coach Craig Skinner talking U.K. volleyball.
can't get to a radio? You can listen to us live on the web at talkradio1080.com. Now, back to the show. 14 away from the top of the hour. Back to the drinksword.com hotline we go to bring on national championship winning volleyball coach Greg Skinner of the Kentucky Wildcats. Never gets old hearing that, does it? No, you could say that every morning if you want to, Tom. I'll take it. <laughs> I bet you will. Uh, the uh, season starts tomorrow uh, up in Dayton, a three-match tournament. Uh, you guys will be playing Texas State, Dayton, Cincinnati. Um, how has your team's progress gone relative to what you needed to see before you play your first match? It's been it's been good. Um, you know, it's a really good group uh, to work with. Um, we've had some couple of hiccups. We've had some COVID uh, issues, and, and a couple of our staff have been out, you know, for a time period during preseason. But you know, thankfully, we've got a you know upper class group that understands and has been through two days and stuff like that. So we've we've managed it and done well, and, and finally settled in a lineup. So it's, it's going to be exciting to get after it tomorrow. You know, as a coach, you are always pushing your players to be better. Uh, be better this year than you were last year, or you know, be better than the the person who you're following. So that's uh, got to be a, a tough sell to whoever's following Madison Lilly. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, no question. I mean, you know, Madison is one of the best setters that's ever played. You know, with collegiate volleyball, and and um, you know, thankfully we have two setters in that position. They're uber competitive and and um you know we we really don't put a whole lot of emphasis we need to acknowledge that madison's been a great player for us but they know we don't expect them to be madison we expect them to be emma grome and we expect them to be cam shytock and if they're the best possible players that they can give um themselves and compete with themselves every day then then we got a great chance yeah it, uh you know it's when you get your program to the point where you have You've got players like Madison and, and the other players that uh, that left that you know set the the bar very high, and you know it, it keeps that kind of good pressure on the successors to not want to slip, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, during the recruiting process, you know, we recruit them and and to compete for championships, and and so it's it's not a surprise that you know our program's in the position that it is and because that's what we talk to them about in recruiting and, and we have a great group of freshmen and sophomores and and a lot of them are going to be in different roles this year so they're trying to learn on the fly but um you know they know every day is an opportunity to prove themselves and and compete with someone next to them in their position and um that's what you want i mean Iron sharpens iron, so to speak, and, and you know, everyone's heard that phrase, but it's absolutely true. I mean, if they walked in the gym every day and played against someone half their ability, then they wouldn't get, they wouldn't reach their potential. So it's 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 definitely a, good to be in a position like that. What have you talked to your players about? A mix of returnees and uh, players that uh, are new or in much more prominent roles. What have you talked to them about in terms of? "Quote unquote," defending the title. It's, but it is a different team in some ways. Well, it's, I mean, we, we really, you know, I, look, we we've already talked about you know the championship, and we want to acknowledge that we've won the national championship, and no one can take that championship away from the twenty twenty team, and so we don't have to defend that for them. We need to pursue 
this next championship, and, and we need to pursue a great pre-conference. We need to pursue an SEC championship. We need to pursue an NCAA championship. So um, I'm thankful that we have won a national championship, but for this team, this particular team hasn't won the national championship, so let's go get one. You've got the media day today, and uh, you'll be on the podium with Ali Stumler and uh, his honey, uh, Teeler, and then the matches start tomorrow. Um, what are do you think going to be the, the strengths? It is, every team, as you said, every team's different. What are going to be the, the things that this team will be strongest at, do you think? Yeah, Tom, this is one of my favorite times of year because we're trying to figure that out. I mean, I, there's no question we're going to be have good backcourt players in the libero and defensive specialist role. It's probably as strong a core group in that position that we've had, so we should be able to control the ball. We should be able to play great defense. Um, you know, we have stabilizing people like Ali Stumler, Lauren Tharp, and the Johnny Teeler who have been in significant roles, and Maddie Skinner came off a great freshman year, and We've moved her to the left side of the net, you know, when she played on the right side. Um, so physicality, keeping the ball off the ground. Um, but our offense will be a little bit different. We're going to have to do some different things. We, we set some quick attacks better than we did last year, probably not as much back row as we did last year. So, you know, this weekend will really tell a lot, and, and we are playing some really good teams. Texas State was very good team tournament team last year, Dayton top 15 team, and and Cincinnati, you know, is always, you know, a great team in their league. So we're going to find out a lot, win or lose. We're going to find out a lot this weekend and really hone in on what is our strength. Tony Neely in uh, the communications department over there likes to say it's not a football state or a basketball state. It is a Wildcat state. And your team was the, the best example of that um, as they made their run to the title. It just, I'm, I'm sure that you and your players got the sense of how uh, the entire you know, big blue nation, not just the state, but wherever their the Kentucky fans were caught up in what your team was accomplishing. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about what you and, and your players have, have felt from the fans and uh, how excited you are about growing this sport, not only here, but at lower levels. Well, Tom, you're, you're exactly right. And, and Meg and I made the decision to leave Nebraska and come to Kentucky for that exact reason. And, and we were coming to, you know, a state that had no pro sports and a university that had the pride, passion, and loyalty that you get in high school sports that carries on into, you know, the University of Kentucky. And, and uh, so as we've had success and seen our players get pulled in different directions and autographs and little kids aspiring to be them, I mean, that's what it's all about. And, you know, you know, we play for the family on the back of our jersey because that's where we come from, but with the, the biggest family we play for is on the front of the jersey. And, and when we see the people telling the stories about how they saw us win the championship and how their daughters are playing volleyball now and, you know, how they can't wait to put their knee pads on and go to the gym and, and play Pepper and, and go, go watch Allie Stummer play volleyball, I mean, that's the coolest part of this. And, and you're, you're seeing the people jump on board and, they really come after, and I can't wait to see our first home crowd next Friday. Madison was the uh, MOP at the NCAA tournament, but Allie in that uh, that championship match was really, you know, elevated her uh, performance. How have you seen that carry over? Just in the you know whether it's that good kind of swagger or anything else that you see. Well, she's just such a passionate player about improving, and you know she's such a good role model for our freshmen and. And, you know, Aaron Lamb and Emma Grome and Eleanor Bevan and, and Jordan Williams that, hey, if you want to be 
a champion. This is how you got to work. This is, and, and it's not for everybody. It's not easy. I mean, it's so hard to win a national championship. And, and Allie has recognized that, you know, from the beginning. I mean, she came in a very good volleyball player and she developed herself into an elite athlete volleyball player. And, um, she's wanting to get better at serve receive. She's wanting to get better at defense. She's wanting to get better at defense. So she's finding those incremental ways to improve. And, and she's, you know, catching our freshmen and being good to develop their confidence. She's, she's just a consummate professional in the collegiate environment. Coach Craig Skinner, beginning his 17th season at the helm, and it starts tomorrow up in Dayton. And then the uh, first home match is next Friday night against Northern Iowa. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Tom. Have a great weekend. You too. Uh, it's at UK Coach Skinner on Twitter. We'll come back, close out this edition of the Leach Report in just a moment. This day in UK history, 1983, the U.S. won gold in men's basketball at the Pan American Games, beating Brazil 87-79. to The leading scorers for the U.S. team, Kentucky's Jim Master with 16, and the other guy who had 16 was a guy named Michael Jordan. A happy birthday, former Kentucky and major league pitcher Jeff Parrott, and uh, Van Florence, a, a dear friend, the uh, driving force behind the 101, Committee of 101, the guys and ladies in the blue coats at UK Games uh, van was born on this day. Shane Matthews, former Florida quarterback, was in a, on a radio interview. He said, until Kentucky shows it can complete a forward pass, I have a hard time looking at Kentucky as a team that can beat us, talking about the Florida Gators. Vince Merrill responded, saying that, he needs to understand it's not the Kentucky teams that he played against. And he says, just ask Coach Spurrier. Uh, Trey, one of our listeners, uh, tweets in, good idea or bad idea for UK to do interactive football and basketball fan event, i.e. a player meet and greet with proof of vaccination to encourage more to get the shot and reward those who already have. I am all for advocating for the vaccination. I was uh, got in line as quickly as they would let me, and uh, hope everybody else does too. Uh, but I can also understand where coaches are not going to want to put players, much like we were saying earlier with the catwalk, in direct contact at a time when the, the, the virus is rampaging as it is. 